Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Third down and two. There's the snap. Fake to Judkins. Pass over the middle. Pre-scored is all by himself. Catches it at the five. Takes it to the house. Touchdown, Ole Miss. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Hey, welcome in the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. A special thank you to Learfield for all of the calls this year. Dan Courts does a great job getting those to us. You heard it. Huge play in the 17-7 win over Mississippi State. The Golden Egg Trophy is back in Oxford, and what a play call it was. Just one of the many from head coach Lane Kiffin that uh, we've seen all year long. And it's set up perfectly to Caden Prescorn, and it was a huge throw and catch from Jackson Dart. Not a huge offensive output. We'll go through the game and we'll hear some of the calls. Uh, but it was enough. And now Ole Miss 10 wins and a chance to win 11 games for the first time in program history. Just uh, an unbelievable position to be in under head coach Lane Kiffin, as uh, he continues to etch up the charts in so many different categories, yeah, winning percentage and all that stuff. And it, 
it, it's really cool to see. Now, we saw last night, as we record on Wednesday night, uh, the college football playoff poll came out. Unless anything crazy happens, Ole Miss is probably going to uh, the Citrus Bowl, which, you know, people that, that are wringing their hands over that. I mean, it's it's still a great bowl to go to. Uh, everything that, that we've read has everything matched up against Iowa in the uh, Citrus Bowl. So, um, yeah, a lot of worse things in the world than going down to Orlando to spend your holiday. So, a great opportunity. If that's the case, we'll learn on Saturday, obviously, where uh, Ole Miss will fall. We'll get you plenty of information about uh, the Citrus Bowl, or it could be the uh, the Cotton Bowl. could be the Peach Bowl. We'll have to wait and see. Great for our sponsors today as we come to you. Uh, here in an exciting time to be an Ole Miss Rebel. Just last night, we saw the Ole Miss men's basketball team. Huge win over NC State in the SEC-ACC Challenge. They've got a big one coming up uh, on Saturday. It'll be a sellout inside the pavilion. It's Ole Miss and Memphis. Coach Chris Beard has the uh, has the basketball team playing really, really well. As we record, I'm watching. Uh, Louisville has a, I think it's a two- or three-point lead over Ole Miss as they're late into the third quarter. So, uh, hopefully the, uh, the Rebels on the hardwood. On the direction of Coach Joe can pull that one out. That'd be a huge win over uh, or a really good Louisville uh, women's basketball program. Grateful for our sponsor today, Debbie Johnson. Debbie is a part of the Kessinger Real Estate family. She can be your real estate agent today. Give her a call, 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Logan Media Network. Thankful for our friends down uh, at the Rogan Jackson. Just right off the interstate, uh, they've got the uh, the quarter zips and the polos that you love with that rib script on it. So uh, be sure and go by and see the folks down at the Rogue in Jackson right off the interstate on Frontage Drive. Also thankful for our sponsorship with College Corner. The College Corner store has got everything you could ever need. And uh, there's something I posted on Twitter tonight. And uh, if you go to at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E, take a look at that hoodie. It's a very lightweight white hoodie, very lightweight, very soft. Go ahead and order it. Use that link on, on my Twitter profile, and uh, it's awesome. It says, we run the SIP. If you're excited about that Egg Bowl win, now's a perfect opportunity to get that perfect Christmas gift. And, oh, by the way, go ahead and get one for yourself. That's the College Corner Store. Also excited about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts, use that promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, for 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline where the game starts. What a year. And I'm really sad that it's over. Uh, we learned tonight J.J. Pegues is coming back. Um, you know, now that Mississippi State's got a new head coach, I'm wondering about recruiting. You know, is it's still plenty of time, I think, to come in on some recruits. But, you know, on others, you have to wonder, you know, those relationships are already there for Ole Miss. Uh, what does that mean on – you know, the recruits, they've already got committed. I, I don't know. I, I think the main one everyone's looking at is uh, Braylon Burnside out of Starfield. Coach Bumpus is staying on, so uh, that could be someone to monitor. But, but prior to, to Coach Le- Jeff Levy being hired, I mean, it was uh, – he, you know, Burnside was coming to practice at Ole Miss, uh, and so it had gotten really accustomed to the staff. So we'll see what happens at that point. But, uh, yeah, recruiting cranked up. Uh, really some exciting things coming. Uh, from our crew over at Rebs 247, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports. That's at Inside the Rebels. May do something for signing day, and we will let you know about that. It will be an evening event after everything has kind of happened. Uh, we're working on some logistics, 
But uh, yeah, just stay stay tuned to uh, Inside the Rebels. Uh, that's at reps247.com. Uh, by the way, just bustling at the seams. I had another you know membership drive, and it, it really turned out well. So hats off to uh, David Johnson, Tyler Comas, and Jared Redding. They, they've done a great job uh, growing that site. But, yeah, a ton of information. Uh, got a game thread going right now uh, with the Ole Miss uh, women's team playing. A lot of content from last night, and it'll be chock full of information for Saturday as Ole Miss hosts uh, the Memphis Tigers. Chris Beard's got things cranked up. I, I'll be honest, I didn't expect it to happen this fast. And, uh, look, they may get boat raced on Saturday. I don't think they will. Uh, Musa Siste, the, the talented player that, that transferred in, started out at Memphis and then you know transferred in from out in the Big 12 country. I, I think it, it's a huge deal because Ole Miss's bench is, is – you know, from what I've seen, it's pretty thin. So now having someone that can immediately play, and boy, Flanagan, my goodness, is a good player. And then, you know, Breakfield had the game of his life against NC State. So just a great opportunity on Saturday for Ole Miss to uh, just take another step. You know, that's all you can ask for. And I think as long as Chris Beer's leading the helm, this team's going to be really good. Let's uh, kind of put a bowl in the egg bowl. I thought that, uh, that Ole Miss did what they had to do. And look, I've been on a couple of shows and. I don't know that it's so much as Ole Miss played poorly as it is that Mississippi State simply played well on defense. I thought they played with a renewed enthusiasm. Look, if Ole Miss doesn't get that holding foul, it's probably a 31-7 to final score, you know, 31 or 24-7. to I don't know that Mississippi State was going to score again. But I, I do think that it's important to, to, to give credit where it's due. And I thought the Bulldogs played hard. They played inspired football. The fans showed up. It was loud. And, uh, you know, Ole Miss played as well as they needed to. It really felt like they kind of uh, coasted in the first half and just did not, you know, play with any enthusiasm. That's not the case in the second half. I thought Ole Miss came out and played well and uh, did what they had to do. And uh, it's a situation where now you get past it, the egg comes back. But – Quite frankly, Ole Miss just just has, you know, other things in mind. Kind of going in a different direction uh, of the Mississippi State program. Sure, that that can change. Mississippi State made a coaching change, and, and there's no doubt that Coach Jeff Levy will inject some enthusiasm into the program. We'll see where they are in uh, the next year, you know, two years, three years down the road. But Ole Miss is on a, a great path right now. The way the recruiting is going, the way that uh, I – anticipate them hitting the portal good news that uh, jj pegues made it public that he's coming back he's he's been easily the best defensive lineman on that defensive front this year and a very talented defensive front i thought too so uh, great news that he is coming back and and we'll see what happens i do expect it to be a very exciting time over the next couple of weeks because i think Ole miss is in a great position from a grove collective great position from an NIL standpoint to not only secure who they have on the roster, but to be very proactive in the NC2A transfer portal. They've already, you know, reached out to a number of players. There's a, I think just from a high school standpoint, there are a couple of players they're targeting that could be flips that are committed to other programs. Definitely something to monitor. Not to mention a number of players that Ole Miss has reached out to via JUCO, that they want to be part of the program. And I think a large number of those is across the offensive line. I don't think there's any doubt that Ole Miss is going to hit the portal to get some depth across the offensive line. 
We saw that. And I think they will definitely, whenever the portal opens, we'll be reaching out to players that are established on the offensive front. Secondly, I think Ole Miss will have to bring in a couple of linebackers as well. Um, We'll see what happens with the receiving core. I expect Trey Harris, simply my opinion here, will enter the NFL draft. Love to see what other options he might have, but uh, you know, I don't anticipate him coming back. I'd, uh, you'd love to see Jordan Watkins come back along with Judkins and, and uh, Dart and Caden Priest going. Boy, it would be great to see him come back. And, and if you start talking about players of that magnitude coming back for next year's team, then it's a completely different dynamic. Then you start filling gaps. Then you start doing small things to uh, get supplemental players. If you're talking about the uh, the starters of that ilk, start talking about coming back. Then all of a sudden it makes a very exciting preseason talking about the upcoming season. And what very – with the college football playoff now going to 12 teams, now you start talking about should that playoff be going on now, Ole Miss would be in that discussion because they would be in the college football playoff. And I think next year's team – I'll go on record right now. If who comes back who I think is coming back, Ole Miss will be as good or better than they were this year. And this year they won 10 games. Let's hear some of the highlights provided by our good friends at Learfield. Ole Miss 17, Mississippi State 7. They win the Egg Bowl and win 10 games in the regular season. He's 3 of 4 from 36 yards or in that 30-yard range. Here's the kick. And he definitely has the distance, and the kick is good. And Ole Miss strikes first. It's been a struggle, but the Rebels lead three to nothing with 8:23 to go uh, here in the second quarter. And they said that was actually Costa instead of uh, and Caden Davis held. Ole Miss gets on the board first with a kick from Caden Costa. Now let me set this up for you. So we're all looking at each other in the press box. Wait a minute, was that Caden Costa? But I thought that was Caden Davis. We hadn't seen that dude since like what last year's Egg Bowl. Or year before, I don't even remember. It's been a long time. And so I asked the question in the press conference. I said, Coach, Caden Davis didn't kick the field goal. What's, what happened? He said, well, something about Caden pre-scoring coming in. And he, he said, go back and watch it. He jokingly said we were trying to get as many Cadens as we could to kick a field goal. But what happened was they were going to run a fake. They were absolutely going to run a fake. And, you know, Caden Costa had played some quarterback in high school. So, uh, Lane admitted that they were going to run a fake. After a Mississippi State touchdown, Ole Miss would take it the length of the field, capped off by Quinshawn Judkins' two-yard run. First and goal for Ole Miss as the Rebels trying to regain the lead. And a handoff straight ahead as Judkins is back in, fighting for the goal line. Did he break it? Touchdown, touchdown. Ole Miss. Touchdown. And that's the score it would stay for quite a while until Ole Miss pull out the play of the game. They had been setting it up, and Lane Kevin had talked about the perfect time to make the call, and you heard it in the opening. It's a great play call. Jackson Dart to Caden Prescorn for the touchdown. J.J. Pegues comes in for Watkins to get some beef on that line. Third down and two. There's the snap. Fake to Judkins. Pass over the middle. Prescorn is all by himself. Catches it at the five. Takes it to the house. Touchdown. Oh, miss. And I didn't think about this until someone told me that's the first touchdown catch of the year for Caden Priestcorn. What a time to get it. 
uh, Ole Miss would, you know, pretty much lock down Mississippi State. Again, Ole Miss would score a touchdown, and really we're going to blow this thing open. And uh, they called a holding foul. It kind of moved them back, and then Ole Miss kind of got stagnant. But as long as they kept it in, in the, uh, a two-score game, I didn't expect Ole Miss to do very much. Uh, by the way, a big fourth down stop, and uh, this would really limit Mississippi State. State trying to keep this drive alive. Here comes pressure, throws near side. It's going to be incomplete. They want a flag, no, no flag, as cutting across Tulu Griffin was number three, Dejon Anthony, and Anthony was going to be able to bat that one away. It was not a real good throw either, and Ole Miss will take over. And some might argue the, uh, the play of the game could have been when Jackson Dart who played his uh, – not his best game, maybe his most hard-earned game. I mean, he had a, a busted-up right leg, uh, ankle injury. He had a busted-up left shoulder. And who do they give the ball to late in the game? On fourth down, when you're trying to ice it away, none other than quarterback Jackson Dart. Dart's going to keep it straight ahead. He's got the first down on the 29-yard line. Dart faked the handoff, went straight ahead, gets the first down. We'll pick up – Six on that one, and that'll move the chains, and that'll put a lot of pressure on the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, that was it. That was the ball game, and, and Ole Miss knew it. People in the stands knew it, and Lane Kiffin knew it. Now, Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels, under Lane Kiffin's guidance, are 3-1 and one in the Egg Bowl. And I'm telling you, a, I mean, just an inch or two away from being 4-0. And that's from, you know, tempering down the rivalry he had with Mike Leach. Uh, now, we'll see what happens here. I mean, we've seen Twitter, and we've seen Lane going back and forth with uh, – now, Coach Levy has not responded, but Coach uh, Lane Kiffin has went back and found some old tweets about Levy wearing the Ole Miss socks and uh, talking, you know, via Juice Twitter, via Lane Twitter. So, it's it's been fun to watch. And, and – I don't know what type of vitriol this rivalry will have. That is, uh, that, that, that remains to be seen, so to speak. But I do think it's fun right now, and it will continue to grow. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State. The egg is back in Oxford. Now, real quick, basketball on Saturday. I expect, uh, as we record, there's like maybe 10 tickets left, I think, when I saw on the, uh, the ticket website. So, uh, it will sell out. Uh, so tickets, I mean, you'll have to get them on the secondary market, but I expect a huge crowd. Should Ole Miss win this game and go 7-0, and I don't know that they'll lose another non-conference game. This Memphis team is really good. This Memphis team is one that uh, I think could make it all the way to the Sweet 16. I mean, I think, I think they're that good. Loaded with talent under Penny Hardaway. So this is going to be one to monitor. I, I, I will say this. The uh, MHSAA State Championships will be starting up tomorrow night on Thursday. It's going to go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think Louisville is playing Columbia during the, that time period that Ole Miss will be playing Memphis at Hoops. Please make um, make yourself aware that there are going to be uh, a lot of people on campus during that time. So go ahead and prepare yourself a little extra time getting to campus and uh, parking and that sort of thing, even if you got a pass. Uh, I mean, it's going to take a little while to get uh, get around campus with a with a with a lot of visitors, uh, a lot of visitors on board with the MHSA. It's a great recruiting tool, by the way, not just for athletes, but it's a great recruiting tool for students, uh, people that come and have an opportunity to see the campus and see the university. So it's a really cool opportunity. So 
uh, a great time uh, for Ole Miss to showcase its uh, its home stadium. And, oh, by the way, showcase it after you win the Egg Bowl. You win ten games, and uh, you got an opportunity to play in the New Year's Six. We'll learn, like I said, on Saturday. But at the worst-case scenario, you're playing the Citrus Bowl in your upper echelon of the SEC. And that's saying a lot. A great time to be an Ole Miss Rebel. All across the sports. I'd be hard-pressed to say that Ole Miss has never had this type of coaching staff when you start talking about all the major sports. I don't know if they've ever had as good a staff with football, men's and women's basketball, baseball. Really, really good opportunity. We appreciate you listening to the Believe It On This podcast all football season long. We'll continue this on through bowl season. Uh, once again, once we learn what bowl game Ole Miss will get, we will have bowl representatives on. We will get you plenty of information about uh, how to get tickets, where the team is staying, official hotel information, and everything that you'll need to uh, get you uh, fired up for the bowl game upcoming. Let's hear from Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin. We'll hear from him after the break as he addressed the media following the Egg Bowl. You'll also hear from Ole Miss head men's basketball Chris Beard following the uh, the big win over NC State. It's Ole Miss and Memphis and hoops coming up. And we'll also learn where Ole Miss will be bowling this year, coming up on Saturday. Until then, here's head coach Lane Kiffin and head coach Chris Beard right after the break as you listen to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast on the Believe Network. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family, Estate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Go to the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson and a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. 
The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. If you're looking for the perfect game day outfit for the Grove, look no further than the Rogue in Jackson. Live in Oxford? No problem. Go to therogue.com and shop the collegiate section, and there you'll find Horn legend Peter Millar, the best selection of Rebel game day clothing, celebrating 56 years of business and a sponsor of the Grove Collective. When you're in Jackson, Go by the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in the capital city. An extensive collection of sports coats, suits, shirts from brands like Peter Millar, Tom Beckby, Brax, Jack Victor, Mark Digman, and others. And when you stop by the store in Jackson, and that's where you'll see the best selection of Rebel game day clothing. That's the Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Go by and tell them that you heard about it on the Believe It On Miss podcast. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit the Grove Collective That's thegrovecollective.com. Join our team. Become a member today. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. All right, so um, really proud of our players I know coaches say a lot of times when you win a game and, you know, it's one play game at the end. I thought our guys played great defense basically the whole night, um, you know, played really well in the second half running the football and then ended the game running the ball. So um, that's really good to see. We put ourselves in a lot of poor positions by continuing to punt, but we were playing to our defense at times too and being conservative because thought that was a good matchup for in the game. And once the game got going, um, really felt that way so thought our guy you know we weren't perfect by any means we made it really hard there were a couple plays that could have made it really easy and we screwed up some situations but um you know for guys to come through on a couple short yardage big plays you know the pop pass um the breeze corn was huge obviously and then jj finishing the game with your d tackle running the ball um to make sure you you know get a long one there to convert and basically in the game so excited to get the trophy back. Uh, that was really painful last year to lose that. I, you know, kind of thought maybe that, you know, if you're ever going to lose it, you know, that once we learned later on that that was Coach Leach's last game, that um, maybe that was meant to be. So um, I miss him. I missed him today. And um, we'll never forget him. So, but I'm glad that obviously we got it back to us. And, um where we hope to keep it for a while. Questions? Like this is the uh, the second time in regular season in program history. You're the second coach to ever win 10 games in, in multiple seasons at Ole Miss. 
when you look back at when you first took this job in, in 2019, what has allowed this program to take the strides that it has, uh, especially where it was when you got here? Yeah, I don't think any of that could have been predicted. That's been a very strange path the first year with COVID, you know, so you don't really have a chance to play non-conference and, and get 10 wins or something. So, um, which arguably could have been our most explosive team had it not been for COVID and then opt-outs and all SEC schedules. So, and we've had a lot of change, the portal and players and our staff. If you go back and look over staff, we've lost multiple coordinators, all three coordinators on, on special teams we've lost every year and um, have a new guy. And so um, just really proud of the guys coming together. That's not easy. Um, and whatever it is, about half of our significant players are new portal guys. And that's a credit to, for them to gel together. I've said it that that system doesn't always work or else everybody would just sign all portal guys. Everybody would sign all free agents in the professional sports. You know, it looks good on paper sometimes, but then they got to gel together. They got to buy in. They got to take lesser roles, and that's hard to do. Um, so I credit our, our guys. Um, it wasn't easy along the road. Some guys aren't even here anymore. But these ones that stayed, these ones that bought in, um, it's really showed up because you here again, you got another second half uh, comeback game where we're behind again. Wayne, considering what uh, Pre-Sworn kind of went through this year to see him kind of get that touchdown to to give you all some separation in this game, like a two-possession separation, what did that kind of mean? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have, uh, have seen a guy go through a worse year at that age, um, lose, lose his father, something else that's probably his position to tell you that was really, really tragic that happened to him. I mean, just, you know, Besides going to the funeral, got right back here, never missed a day, just kept working. And um, and then injuries, too, throughout the year. And he wasn't very healthy today, running out there and still found a way to play. And he played every snap, you know, besides a few personnel substitutions there. So really, really cool story. And sometimes where there aren't great stories, sometimes of guys that are doing things, this is really a good old-fashioned good story of a guy just being a team guy, hadn't caught a touchdown until last week, never complained, even though he transferred here and had big numbers where he was at before, comparable with all the stuff going on, so I, I really do love him. One simple but brilliant trick to heat your home in 90 seconds and save thousands of dollars on your heating bill. Oh, Lane, you talked about how throughout the season how your team <clears throat> excuse me, has found multiple different ways to win games. It seems like your special teams kind of catapulted you earlier in the game. What do you have to say about Fraser Mazin's performance, you know, keeping Mississippi State within the 20s throughout the, the whole first half? Yeah, and I thought there was, on the one they finally got a return, I thought there was two, for sure one, blocking the backs on it. So I thought our coverage units did good. He angled the ball really well. We used starting corner and Prince a lot of times. We used D. Wade even as a gunner um, because – just felt that we were going to play really good defense. We didn't want to give them a special teams return play, um, you know, to kind of light a fire in the stadium. So we went all out on that. What, Coach, um, obviously with the regular season complete now, how, how would you assess Jackson Dar's growth now that you can look back at the whole season from last year? Uh, really well. I think we had the big passing games early and stuff. Um, I think that, you know, not having some linemen helps, or, you know, some different protection issues and that we got to work through and call plays a little bit different, especially against that defense. Um, but I think his leadership skills and his toughness, uh, you know, can't be questioned. I mean, you saw the hit he took and 
he's going back in there before you can even get him to not go in. So you don't even have a choice choice to hold him out. Um, and you know, Spencer Sanders went in for actually plays we had scheduled where we kind of had one where Dart would limp off, so they would think he was out knowing we would just run it and had speed option um, with Spencer. So um, good Spencer went in there and made a play too for us. Lane, uh, you guys are going to be right on the borderline uh, of a New Year's Six. Um, what, what would your pitch be to the selection committee of why Ole Miss deserves a spot in New Year's Six? Well, I'm not going to go on a very long one because, one, I call my buddies and coaches, and that don't work. So they all do it, and they start, like, mid-season. This is why we're, oh, we're in four, and we should be three. You know, like, it doesn't even matter. Just get in the four. But with this, they're, they're not – going to listen to me and say, oh, that was a good point Coach Kiffin made. We're going to move him up, put him in New Year's Six. Uh, but, I mean, I think this one's a pretty good argument where, you know, you went 10-2, and two, super hard schedule. Even your non-conference people, for the most part, played well. But your two losses are at Alabama and Georgia, the two people going to SEC, playing as well as anybody in the country at their place. So, you know, I'd like to see – the other ten and two people end up ten and two in their losses, and I, I would doubt their losses are going to be harder ones than those two places to play, because Georgia's about thirty and zero there are their last thirty games, and Alabama has now lost two in whatever it's been fifty two home games, um, now with Texas being the second after Joe Burrow's LSU team. So analytics, that's that got to be two hardest places to win right now. I credit our defensive staff. You know, they did not do, and obviously they don't have the defensive head coach, so maybe he had more influence than we were being told. They did not play aggressive like they did a year ago. They, they really, two years, both last two years against us, they really came up cover zero, stop the run, create negative plays, and they did not do that very much today. We had to get them into short yardage to do that, which is where you saw us hit the pop, um, because they weren't giving us that, and that's unusual for them. They went much more conservative, and um, that's why you got, I would like to say we adjusted, and that's how you know with 49 rushes to 26 passes is because of that. Lane, we saw Caden Costa kick the field goal, not Caden Davis, the first time we've seen him all year the thought process that went into him kicking tonight. Just really wanted to like be the only team with two Cadens like making field goals <laughs> in games like so um, maybe if you look close there might have been a schematic or something going on there that pre-scoring didn't do right so it'd be interesting for you to look at and figure out. What? Coach, you said uh, you're thankful for this team. I think it's after some games that you don't have to LSU, I think it was that goodness for the team. It is Thanksgiving, so just what are you most thankful for about this particular group and how they've gotten to this point? Telling this morning, you know, I think we have a really hard program. I think that we ask a lot of them. We demand a lot of them. We, we train really hard. We put a lot mentally on them. And, you know, that coach says that it's not for everybody. And we've seen that this year. You know, if you look at through the season, some names that you know, they're not here anymore. It's really not for everybody. And so I commended these guys staying through. We don't have as much depth as you'd like to have, partly because of that. Um, and so they, they, they bought in and they, they play for each other. Um, 
and it's just really cool to see because that is the number one concern. Just like NBA, you see those guys sign great free agent teams. They know they're going to go win, win it, and now all of a sudden midway through the year they're losing games and they, they're not any good because they don't mesh, they don't have chemistry. Well, that's like five people. We got 85. So um, it's not it's not going to work every time unless you get the right ones and then they come together and they do the work. Wayne, some of your, your, your players um, kind of build up, talked about the coaching staff kind of leaving emotion out of preparation. Um, how did you feel like your guys handled the emotion of, of tonight? Uh, I thought good. Um, and they were down on me because I didn't ride a four-wheeler into the game. So <laughs> they're like, Coach, what's up? And I'm like, well, it's kind of with our theme of let them have all the energy, let them have all that. We'll weather that storm early, and then our plan was to out-execute them, not get – late penalties, not get in fights with them, not play their game, and then just out-execute them and keep – the run's going to take a while, but we're just going to have to keep breaking away at it, breaking away, breaking away, and then the runs will pop. And that did some. We'll take one more. Coach, you've won a few of these uh, egg bowls now. It wasn't too long ago you were new to this rivalry. It wasn't me to just you know, see those players and those seniors. You know, like you've seen this a few times. Pride doesn't get old now, but what's it, what makes this game special now that you've learned it and that you've had a lot of success in this game? I think just being around it and not even like the actual game itself, the stories of Eli Manning being around and talking to the team this week, Tom Luke. And so the passion of those guys and, um, you know, just even today I was reading a book on a long bus ride, some of the historic games over here and, um, and it's so I think that gave me more appreciation for it because we don't have this 90% Mississippi team. And we got, I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's not really high. So for me too, I just had to be in it. And then I think it's like what happens in life, unfortunately. Sometimes you got to lose things in life and then you start to appreciate it more. So, okay, we got it first year was COVID. That was cool. You know, like, hey, we're just going to get it every year. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get it again. Then when we lose it, it's like, whoa we really lost this thing. And then I got to see how mad our fans were. You know, you go to the photo things and the Rebel Road trip, and then we got no trophy to take a picture with, you know. And we're like, get that Egg Bowl trophy back, Coach. I'm like, okay. And so, heard a lot of that. So we got it back. So we'll have a better road, Rebel Road trip this year. More pictures. And that was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin following the big win over Mississippi State. Rebels win 17-7. to And now – Here's Ole Miss men's basketball coach Chris Beard after the big win over NC State. Puts in every day. You know, the confidence comes from hours in the gym. So you go in in the morning, the ball's bouncing, it's break. You go in there late at night, ball's bouncing, it's break. So nobody cares more than break. And, you know, in life, you can either be a victim or you can, you know, chest up, head out, let's go. And I thought that's what he did tonight. So, um, He's more than a shooter. He scores 25 points and only makes two threes. So I think when Breakfield gets aggressive, our team is much better. Uh, I saw him out there warmed up. CSA had jersey on warm up shirt on. Is there an update? What's, what's the update with him? Yeah, there is an update. Uh, and I, I kept my word with you guys because uh, the timing of this, we literally found out right before the game, uh, minutes, not hours. Um, and so, yeah, Moose has been cleared to play, so we're pleased with that. I know I told you guys I would tell you as soon as we knew, and I, I literally knew um, right before the game. So um, probably not prepared right now uh, to, to say – everything that we feel about that and stuff. So I'll um, make sure we get organized and I'll be ready to speak very clearly tomorrow. But obviously happy for Musa. 
Um, and then, you know, we support, you know, Brandon as he goes through the same process. But extremely happy for Musa. Just to clarify, Brandon's process is still on. <clears throat> yeah, Brandon's going through the NCAA process, exactly. And I'll tell you guys as soon as I know something on that, too, unless it's an hour before the game. And I don't really have time to hold a quick press conference. Going back to the game, they made kind of seemed like they made things a little bit interesting, kind of late in that first half to kind of find success underneath and then cut it to a couple of possessions. But how are you proud of the way that that your team just came out in the second half to just really just make things comfortable again? Yeah, we guarded tonight. I mean, that's that's our defense. Uh, look, we had some fortune. Um, they got a lot of three-point shots, but I think you got to give us pressure, uh, pr- credit for pressuring a lot of those shots. We definitely had some fortune, but you know, in basketball, I think you create your fortune. Our guys were playing extremely hard. Some of those shots were game plan based, and uh, guys did a good job for the most part. You know, from where I was sitting before I watched the film, I thought we played 33, 34 minutes of, of you know, Ole Miss basketball, and that's a promising thing because to this point, I think we've been hovering around the 20, 25 minute mark. So, you know, we'll have to get to the point where we can play 40 minutes of Ole Miss basketball where this season's going and where we want to where we want to be. But tonight was definitely a step in the right direction. You know, against a quality opponent. That's an, an ACC team that was in the NCAA tournament a year ago. Um, what, what can a win like this do for his perceptions of the program that you're trying to build right now? You know, I, you know, I understand the question, respect it, but that's a question for the, the people that have perceptions about our program. Like internally, you know, we came to Ole Miss to win. We recruited players that that want to win. We work hard every day. It's early in our journey. We never said we were going to be a um, a, a finished product in November, December, maybe even January. And so uh, we're just getting better every day. But what I can tell you is we have very high expectations in our locker room, a lot of confidence in our players, our staff, our process, our culture. Um, and so tonight, you know, I think we, we played well at home. We played great defense. We had some personal individual players step up. That's, that's what this is, college basketball players game. We had a great week of practice. Um, you know, the guys that don't sit up here every day, whether it's Muggs or Cole or Cam. And these guys did a great job on our scout team this week. Uh, I thought it was probably our best week of preparation and practice. And so just a lot of things went in into the night. And I had a pretty good feeling we'd play well. And I was just glad I was right. Chris, I know it's a little bit off the rip for you, but just what you've seen six games in, what does Musa bring? What's, what's he going to add for this team? Yeah, Musa's a talented player. Um, I don't think his height defines him. He's obviously a, an athlete, a defensive player of the year in the Big 12, and um, a talented guy. But in recruiting and getting to know him and working with him now since the summer, um, he's a basketball player. I think he can do a lot of things on the court other than the things that people think of when you think of Musa. Uh, he's a high-character person. Um, he's, he's been in a tough situation these games, and he's actually been an unbelievable leader. Um, I mean, he stopped practice the other day and brought the guys in. He's been vocal on the bench, halftime, um, as has Brandon. So I think um, with some adversity, you know, waiting to see um, when the decision will be made, he did a great job staying intact. And so that's another thing about his character. He's, uh, he's a leader. Uh, he's a competitor. He's a smart guy. He's a, he's a really good basketball player. He'll make our team better. It's been a couple, you know, played a game tonight, but we haven't seen you since the Temple game. Just what did you learn about that first road trip with, with your team up there? Let me take a deep breath. I pretty much direct mine. I don't, I don't even know what day it is, but um, what today's Tuesday. Um, yeah, Temple, uh, obviously first road game of the season. Um, 
didn't play our best basketball, but we did have some poise and have some individual moments in that game. Um, we learned a lot about our team. I think uh, anytime you can take your team away, play on the road, you learn about, a lot about yourself, a lot of valuable tape in that game. We had probably four chances in that game to blow it open and get control over the game, um, and we didn't do that, so we had a learning curve there. I think that probably paid some dividends tonight where we had the game under control and we, we increased the lead a little bit tonight and had some spurts, so that's a sign of maturity. Um, but the first road game, it's always good to win on the road in college basketball, and we learned a lot about our team that night. Just kind of on the flip side. Also had a really good cheesesteak. Went to the Rocky statue. Um, uh, a lot of respect for Coach Cheney and everybody that built the Temple program. So it was kind of a historic basketball trip, too. We educated our guys on Temple and uh, Philadelphia and um, the whole Rocky deal. Couldn't have been better. Bus pulls up and it's raining. Uh, some of the young guys, they're looking around like, are we really going to do this? The guys that understand who we are, they don't, heck yeah, we're going to do this. So we ran up the steps in the rain and, and had a pretty good time. Kind of Cheesesteak was really good. Uh, as good as advertised, it really was. I like the cheesesteak when they're in segments, not the whole thing, so it doesn't get sloppy. So it's in segments. It's like, you know, it's like three segments. And uh, I'm a no-onion guy. Half of them were with onions, half of them weren't. It was a morale boost. Yeah, I was, I've never seen, like, Wing K so happy. He was jumping around like Ted Lasso um, when he had a taste of the cheesesteak. Kind of. On the flip side of the uh, waiver topic, I, I know uh, with Brendan's decision still looming, uh, all that, just kind of how have you seen him kind of handle himself? I know you talked about the professionals that he's carried over, you know, just before the season, just not knowing what's kind of going on. But is, have you seen himself kind of carry himself as a leader despite, you know, not really, you know, being able to see the court? Yeah, those two guys have been great, uh, Brandon and Musa, and um, a lot of open communication with both of them and still do, and just talked about controlling what you can control. Um, they couldn't control the time frame, um, but what they could control is what they do in their 24 hours every day. And, um, you know, our guys sleep somewhere between 8 to 10 hours, at least, you know, 14 hours, uh, you know, 16 hours left. And I thought both those guys uh, did a great job, you know, just staying focused, even though they weren't playing in games, uh, staying, staying um, you know, committed to the process and getting better, being great teammates. Um, both guys are killing it right now academically, too. Super proud of that. And, um, no, it's got, those guys did great. Obviously, a lot of adversity. And uh, your life is playing college basketball. It's, it's on pause for a minute. Uh, a lot of respect for how those two guys um, handled it, and Brandon still is. That's Ole Miss men's basketball coach Chris Beard. Big one on Saturday, Ole Miss and Memphis in a sold-out pavilion. The Rebels looking to go to 7-1 and one on the year. Thanks again for listening. And, look, you can hear this thing on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. More importantly, thank you for telling me. Really appreciate the opportunity to come to your homes, your cars, your listening devices. It's an absolute labor of love. Look forward to talking with you soon right here on the Believe in Him podcast, part of the Believe Network.
listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.